company called Hololive, and they produce VTubers. So VTubers, I mean, I've watched some. It's uh, people play video games, and they have instead of putting like my ugly mug on the screen, they put on a cute anime girl. I actually had the idea. I don't think it was particularly original, of using a cute anime VTuber girl instead of my face, and then just but not altering my voice or anything. So it's like clearly. 50-year-old man's voice, cute anime girl. Oh, the discrepancy between my feelings of what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing. The emotional discord is too much for me. Uh, didn't do it because didn't have the software to make the hollow thing and the skills and the talent, which is usually the problem I run into is lacking skills and talent. But Hollow Live, the company had record profits this year, an income of 2.3 billion yen, which is a 162% increase, which makes it very clear that I should have done the idea. I've had a lot of ideas, and I don't do them. And I think like, oh, it's because it's a dumb idea. And then I realize the dumb ideas are how people make money. I mean, a lot of people are making a lot of money doing off the things that I wouldn't do because I consider it stupid. I'm not against VTubers. I'm actually thinking more like other like prank videos and stuff. VTubers are fine. I never wanted to put my face on screen. That actually is why I wanted to do a, I I was tempted to do a VTuber thing. They had 1.65 billion yen in profit, which is 154% increase. 1.65 billion reasons why I should have done the thing I was thinking in the first place. I guess I'm not being produced by Hololive. They get advertising and promotion and stuff and they cross promote. Still, maybe maybe they would have picked me up if I had done a good job. They have 51.23 million subscribers. That's up 16.7%. I have three more than the last time I made a podcast. 304 million views per... No, no. 304 million yen per VTubers. That's, I guess, an average. It's not like every VTuber is making the same amount of money. They're going to have the most popular ones and then the least popular ones. That's the end I would be in. Still, 51.23 million subs in Japan, 28.12 million subs from English-speaking countries. They just grouped them up because it's going to be like the UK. and America. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting to know that a huge percentage of their following are actually English speakers because most of the Hololive, not all, but most of the Hololive VTubers are Japanese, so they're speaking in Japanese. But some of them are actually hired as English speakers. 9.3 million subs in Indonesia. So basically, if I could get this podcast to be popular in Indonesia by being cuter, I could get 9.3 million subs, and then I actually could quit my day job. So let's just be clear that Ninja News Japan will be shifting to a VTuber format from now on. Audio-only listeners, you might like, well, I won't notice the difference because I don't see your dumb face anyways. Well, I have a natural ability to do a very cute voice. It's kind of like Stitch from Zulu and Stitch. And you might think I'm using a voice changer. I'm not. I can just do this naturally. And I can do it for the entire podcast, which I'm pretty sure you would hate with every fiber of your being. 
But the enjoyable part is, is I can use this voice and I can say horrible, horrible things. And because it doesn't strain my throat at all, I can just keep going. So I can talk about pushing their head down and choking the life out of them and watching the life drain from their eyes. The satisfaction I get is in the last moment of their existence when they realize they aren't coming back. So that's something to look forward to. So this is a first in Japan. It's a first arrest. And I'm actually, one of the things I enjoy the most about doing this podcast and talking about the news is being aware of firsts. Firsts are really important. This is the first arrest in Japan for installing malicious code into a shopping website. So this is like skimming. So you know when they take uh, a a machine and they put it on a bank machine. So you put in your ATM, you put in the card, it'll skim your card. And then when you put in your PIN, it keeps track of the PIN. So they can get all your information. This is called web skimming. They go into a legitimate shopping site. So Amazon in Japan, Merikari, something like that. You... Skim the information so it'll, it'll like take off your uh, credit card information, anything you put in there. This is a violation of the Installment Sales Act, which is a law I'd never heard of. Don't actually even know what it is. I could have looked it up, but I didn't bother. Uh, basically, they hacked into a ticket sales site in 2022, so like a ticket master, that kind of thing. Uh, they hacked into the site. They put in their malicious code, and they were pulling credit card numbers off that site for an entire year, basically. Police found credit card info on the dark web. This is another interesting thing that you learn is that the police are monitoring the dark web. So they're basically on the dark web looking for credit card information, looking for all this other stuff. And there you go. It's pretty impressive. I like it. That's it. Like, cause I almost thought like maybe I got some malicious things on my credit card. I reported to the police and then the police opened an investigation. This is the police in Japan being active about trying to track down credit cards and things on the dark web. Well, I found that very interesting. Uh, the most dangerous aspect of this is that you are going to a legitimate site. So you're going to an Amazon, you're going to Ticketmaster, you're going to some site that you know is a real website. You went to the website. There's no phishing involved. Usually scams on the internet is like, hey, I'll send you an email, come to this website and then put in your information. This is you saying, I'm going to type in the actual name of the website I know, go to that website, I go to that website and then I put in my information and it gets stolen. So that's a bit scary. Websites are going to have to figure this out. The police then open an investigation and a man has been arrested. And this is the first arrest for web skimming in Japan. I don't know about other countries. This is one of the hard parts is because I focus exclusively on Japanese news. I don't get like it's the first in Japan. Is it common elsewhere? How many court cases have been? I'd like to look into it. It's just time limits me to to focusing on one thing. And that one thing is Japan. But here's another first for Japan. So last week we had a citizen's arrest YouTuber get arrested. So again, this was another thing I'd learned about. I didn't know that citizen's arrest YouTubers were a thing. Uh, We had the Johnny Somalis and the all the foreign people coming here and causing trouble. That was pretty common. I understood that as a concept. Citizens arrest YouTubers are people who go and try to find people doing bad things and then do a citizen's arrest. A lawyer has come out and talked about it and said the accusation is defamation. So if you make an accusation, so you accuse me of committing a crime, uh, 
that is defamation if I haven't actually committed that crime, if there's no crime, if there's no proof. Showing my face on camera and I haven't committed a crime is also against the law in Japan, against privacy laws. The lawyer clarified when a citizen's arrest is appropriate. So this was part of the thing I found interesting because when can you actually do a citizen's arrest? We have all this idea, like you just walk up to someone and you go, citizen's arrest, and that's supposed to mean something. Well, of course it doesn't really. Uh, in Japan. So again, this is the rules for Japan. You're in a different country. The rules will be different in your country. If you actually ever want to do a citizen's arrest, this is something you should look into. Because if you cross a line, you are now committing a crime. And that's something important to think about. The lawyer has clarified when a citizen's arrest is appropriate. So the crime has to be in progress. So this guy who was making accusations. So last week, the citizen's arrest YouTuber said, uh, this girl on the street, she's uh, scalping tickets. She's reselling tickets. She wasn't reselling tickets. So the crime wasn't in progress. So he actually wouldn't have been able to make a citizen's arrest there already. You must immediately hand the person over to the police. So this citizen's arrest guy, he's like, ah, I'm going to video it and put it on my YouTube and get a sensationalized video out of it. He's actually breaking the law by not immediately going to the police. So take the person, take them to the police. You could still be liable for assault if it goes too far. So let's say they try to run away and you grab them and they fall down and get hurt. You could be liable for assault in that case. Uh, If they do not resist and you like push them, That is also assault. So physical interaction in a citizen's arrest in Japan is problematic because they basically have to fight you and you have to fight back. Being a foreigner who lives in Japan, I actually have an extra set of rules I have to live by. I essentially cannot fight back. If a Japanese citizen attacks me, I cannot defend myself. I can only run away. Uh, If I fight back, I am actually breaking the law Uh, I'll probably get my visa revoked. Realistically speaking, if someone was attacking me and I just pushed them away, like didn't actually fight them or hurt them, I probably would be okay with that. Like the police wouldn't give me a hard time for that. But if I fought back and actually hurt another person, a Japanese citizen, I actually probably would get in trouble for that as well. They would get in trouble, but I would also get in trouble for defending myself. So that's, again, it's the kind of thing you need to know is when is it acceptable to defend yourself? Because... Uh, the most extreme cases are Florida's stand your ground laws. And that, like, if I'm standing still and someone walks towards me, I'm allowed to shoot them. That's a pretty extreme rule, but you have to know that. So if you turn around and walk away, is that okay? Is it still threatening? These are all things you need to know. Uh, we've seen the court cases that doesn't always work out the way it's supposed to. Posting the video online afterwards is also defamation because the person has not gone to gone to court because they haven't been convicted of a crime because they're not technically guilty until they have been convicted of a crime they are in that case innocent until proven guilty which means if you put the video on the internet before it's proven guilty you're uh slandering them uh you are committing a crime the mayor of togo togo is a small city in japan uh During his meetings, he said to his staff, I'll kill you guys or die. (laughs) Which, as the leader of a group, I think that's not really the the, the appropriate way to speak to people. Maybe that's just a clear one right there. Uh, During meetings, he said, I'll kill you guys or die. And then he came back later after a whole bunch of people complained. He said, "Eh, I was making the comments as a joke. I was an attempt to lighten the mood. Now, here's an interesting thing. An attempt to lighten the mood. Now, I understand jokes. I actually work with other people. We make jokes. We make fun of each other. 
it has to be pretty light. If I went into the office tomorrow and I went to my team and I went, hey, you guys, I want you all to die. That would not lighten the mood. Even if it was a joke, it would not lighten the mood. It would be a pretty heavy joke. So there's two possibilities. One, the mayor of Togo doesn't know what a joke is. Or number two, which is the more likely one, he was angry and he didn't actually mean it. He actually meant to say, like, die. Not maybe literally, but he was, like, really angry and saying, you guys should go die. And he wasn't making a joke, which I think is the more likely one, if I'm being really honest. He also hugged a female staff member who was wearing sort of a a mascot costume. And that is a form of sexual harassment because he did not accept the hug. His response to that accusation was, it could have been a guy... So since I didn't know if it was a guy or a girl in the suit, it couldn't have been sexual harassment because men cannot be sexually harassed. This is the very classic heteronormative thing. Uh, If I hug a girl, that could be sexual harassment because I'm sexually attracted to her. If I hug a man, it can't be because I'm not attracted to him. It's actually interesting. This is, again, a mindset. What you think as the harasser doesn't matter. It's actually the harassee. How they feel is what matters. So if you walk up to me and just hug me and I don't like it, that is sexual harassment. The mayor got in trouble, had to get up on TV, had to do a very classic Japanese thing. He had to apologize. Um, he didn't really take any responsibility. Normally in these cases, you would step down. He is saying he does not, he's not going to step down. He's going to continue. He apologizes for the words. He apologizes for the thing he said. He's going to do a better job. I don't believe it. I think two weeks from now, he's going to be back telling his staff to die. And then he's actually going to get in trouble again and then probably get fired. A company executive was arrested for dumping 50 kilograms of pee in bottles, which I, I don't, okay. Yeah, this is one I don't get. So, He had 37 plastic bottles, and I was trying to work out how many plastic bottles do you need to make 50 kilos? So it's 37, so are they 500 milliliter bottles or 750 milliliters, one one liter bottles? I didn't take the time to find out, because we don't know if they were all full. So he said he used to dump them in a park, in the bushes in a park, for several years. So for several years, he was peeing into bottles, carrying to a park, and then throwing them in the bushes. Years! So someone else had to be picking these up and throwing them away. Otherwise, there'd be this giant mountain of pee bottles in the park. He recently decided that that was too much trouble going all the way to the park. So he started dumping them around his own apartment. This is, of course, the poor criminal's methodology of if you're going to commit a crime, don't be lazy about it. You're like, is there a crime? Yes, littering, just the plastic bottles. But I'm sure human excrement being included in that is also some other crime. The thing is, he was in his apartment peeing in a bottle, then carrying the bottle outside and dumping the bottle, carrying the bottle to the park and dumping it in a bush. That, to me, seems like more work than getting up and going to the toilet. So this was his statement. I found it troublesome to go to the bathroom at night, so I used bottles. When I flushed the bottles down, not the pee, down my toilet, it gave off a bad smell, so then I threw them away outside. So what he's saying is instead of getting up and walking to the toilet to pee, he would get up at night, pee into a bottle, put it on the ground, then take the bottle to the toilet and pour it in, and he's like, oh, that smells bad, probably from the bottle because of the remaining pee in the bottle. I don't like that, so instead of actually dumping it in the toilet, I'm going to take it outside and throw it away. He seems to have skipped the step where he could have actually still gotten up and gone to the toilet and just peed in the toilet and then 
flush the toilet. There would be no smell. Like he seems to say that the, the reason he was doing this was because of the smell. But if he wasn't peeing in the bottles in the first, it's just the logic. The logic in his mind, this makes perfect sense. In my mind, I cannot conceive of how this is easier than just getting up and going to the toilet. Like, is he just not even getting out of bed? Is he rolling off to the side and then peeing sort of half into a bottle and then close it up and go to bed again? I just don't see how this system is easier. Like, I get getting up at night, going to the toilet sucks. As you get older, maybe you have to do it more often. That also sucks. Peeing in a bottle, disposing of the bottle just seems like more work to me. That's it. If someone could explain it to me, I'd love to hear it. This guy, he's given his explanation. His explanation doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I think it would be easier to just get up and go to the toilet. So Takafumi Horie, uh, he's the founder of Live Door. It was a big website in Japan for a while. Uh, then he lost it because of securities fraud. He decided to take a stand. So this is obviously a very famous businessman in Japan. Famous businessmen get listened to because they're very important. They made a lot of money. If you have a lot of money, you're very important. That's an important thing. He decided to take a stand about Japan using mosaics and porn. And it's like, at this point, is that worth taking a stand? Oh, Dave's going to bed. Gotta take a pause and let Dave go to bed. There you go, buddy. Good stuff. Mainly, I understand his logic. So the last guy, I didn't get the logic. Horie, at least in this case, I understand what he's saying. He's saying, because the internet is basically open to the world, it lets you visit non-Japanese sites. So if I'm in Japan... It's very tight. If I go to a non-Japanese pornographic website and look at the uncensored pornography, I've, that's a crime. I'm not supposed to do that. But since I have the ability to do that, as does everyone else, and we're not really being monitored that closely, basically anyone can go see uncensored porn, even if you live in Japan. So he's saying, for the sake of Japan's economy, because all these people are visiting overseas sites and not Japanese pornographic sites, all the taxes those companies pay because they're doing advertising and doing some kind of revenue to keep those sites going. They are paying taxes. Of course, we all know corporations and stuff are not honest. Horie certainly knows that because he committed securities fraud, but they are paying a certain amount of taxes. He's saying those taxes are going to other countries and not our country, and we have superior porn. If you go back to an old episode of C. McBee where we talked about the uh, Pornhub breakdown of the year, uh, what we were talking about was the most popular categories Japanese was always in the top three so he's like people love Japanese porn we're not getting the taxes from Japanese porn this is damaging the Japanese economy his statement was the national wealth is bleeding tax money is being drained away I'm being serious it's always a problem when you have to say I'm being serious if I'm being serious you should know I'm being serious I shouldn't have to tell you if you have if I had to tell you what I'm being or feeling in any moment I'm probably not doing a very good job but I guess it's because he's talking about something that's kind of ludicrous. It's, it's a silly, funny topic. Uh, the porn in Japan is, is covered in mosaics. Uh, we shouldn't do that for tax purposes and make more money. But he is actually serious. Japan could be making more money off their pornographic output if they took away the mosaics. I'm being serious. I mean, we're all watching videos without the mosaic anyways with the mosaic removed. So he's saying like everyone is watching even Japanese pornography, but they're watching it on other websites, international websites where there is no mosaic. So why don't we just take away the mosaic and get that money, which I kind of understand. Like, I mean, logically speaking, he is making sense. Um, 
Japan's putting itself, it is producing pornography. It is very popular. They are not making the money they could be making off it. Why not make the money off it? Because that money would stimulate part of the economy of Japan. Stimulate. Ah, uh, whenever you get to talk about pornography and get to use the word stimulate in a, in a non-related way, it's always very satisfying. First arrest in Japan. I do enjoy first arrest. It's actually like, this is to me, weirdly, one of the things I take great pleasure in is knowing when a first has happened in Japan because I follow the news very closely. Uh, this first arrest in Japan was from installing malicious code into shopping websites. So it's a kind of skimming. So you know like on machines, like you put a, a bank machine and then people will try to put a skimmer on it so when you put your card in, it reads the card and then it keeps track of uh, your pin or whatever. This is the same theory. It's web skimming. So what they did is found a legitimate shopping site installed code on the site stop yapping <clears throat> uh i think you're missing the whole point of a podcast if you if you really want me to stop yapping i mean quite legitimately i think you've come to the wrong place <laughs> this is literally a news podcast what is wrong with you a podcast is just yapping yeah but then your first message was stop yapping so why would I stop? I think you're, I think I'm doing the right thing and you're doing the wrong thing. I think you're in the wrong place. If I'm being really, really honest, I think maybe you're confused as to what this is, what's going on here. What's not stopping me from sending stop yapping message? Uh, what's not stopping me? What's not stopping me from not sending a stop yapping message? Well, nothing's stopping you. I mean, honestly, nothing. You can send that message. It just seems pointless because then you're just interrupting the podcast. I mean, is that what you want? Hmm. So. Yeah, I'm from America, boy. I have the rights to give I'm my from opinion. I'm America and I have the right to give my opinion. I am also from North America. I'm from Canada and I have the right to block you, which I just did. Bang! Oh my God. Look at that. Look at how successful that was. You came in, you tried to be disruptive, and I blocked you. I could have banned you. Now nah, you don't, I don't want to ban you. I want you now to have the knowledge that you can still see the stream. <sighs> but you can't send stupid messages anymore. How does that feel? So I'm going to go back and I'm going to actually start this story again without the interruption. So transition sound, and then we're back to it.